unfortunately, life isn't just going to get easier when the ball drops on New Year's Eve, right? As much as we want it to be a new start, a totally fresh season, we are going to step into the new year with the same baggage and situation that we have had this week. How do we deal with that? If others need to know kind of how to approach that, this uncertainty and this, we want a fresh start, but it's not really going to be fresh. Now would be a great time to share this broadcast because we are going to pray through that situation. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. We're diving into episode 80 today. We have one of those milestones, big zeros on the end, 80 episodes today, and we are praying about preparing for the year to come. But before we do that, we're going to jump into a bit of what we call worship prayer. We're praying through the names of God, and this week we have another compound name, or technically it's a title, and it's not even technically about God, but it is Yahweh Shema. The Lord is there is the translation. It occurs only once in Ezekiel 48, 35. We had that verse on Monday. We're going to use it again today. It's the very last verse in the prophecy of Ezekiel, and it's the last new name of God in the Old Testament. It's really connected to the place of Jerusalem in that verse. So let me give you a little bit of context. I didn't give this to you on Monday. Ezekiel's prophecy was written in Babylon during Israel's exile. The first half of his prophecy was a detailed description of the departure of God's glory before the final destruction of the city of Jerusalem and the temple. But the last half of the prophecy, where this comes from, was written after he received news of the departure of God's glory, and it ended with a prophetic promise of the return of God's glory to Jerusalem and to the temple. So we're not really going to talk about the prophecy here, but it's helpful to know that background so that we can understand why this was so meaningful at the time, why this name was so important to Israel, that the Lord is there. This is a name of comfort and assurance for us, as well as it reminds us of God's omnipresence. He is always present and always with his children. We are going to dive into prayer. Let me put it on the screen for you. This verse is sort of odd. Normally, we pray pretty strictly through through the text of a verse, but this one, since it's One, it's short, it's a little weird, but we're just going to dive into it anyway. It says, the perimeter of the city will be six miles. Remember, they had been talking about Jerusalem. And the name of the city from that day on will be the Lord is there. Ezekiel was prophesying the promise that God would be with them as he was with us as Emmanuel in our lives today. Although then it was the temple, today it's our bodies. So... That was a very awkward way to say that. It was so good in my head. (laughs) All right, let's dive in and pray, y'all. Father, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to come before you today. I'm grateful for the technology that allows us to gather together, that my friends who are listening, the friends who will listen on the replay, that we can join our voices together over the miles. Not possible before this technology. I'm grateful for that today. I'm thankful for the freedom to do this. And I ask going forward that you would guide my thoughts, guide my words, guide my 
intentions, that all that we do and say in this time would be glorifying to you, and that you would use it as you wish, and that it would be a welcome offering to you. I honor you today for the, the fact that you are, God is there. You are here with us. The miracle of the Christian, Christian, the miracle of the Christmas birth is that you are Emmanuel, God with us. And as we kind of talked through that in the prayer time last week, today I'm just really struck by the fulfillment of your promises. You are the God who says back in Ezekiel that you would be there. You prophesied so many times in your word about the coming of the Messiah, and we are on the other side of that promise. We see its fulfillment in so many ways, and we know that what you say you will accomplish because you've shown us that. You've shown us that you are trustworthy. You've shown us that you keep your promises. I honor you for that today, for being God with us. And I pray that as we move into our new year, this is such a great name for us to cling to. God is there. You're already there before us and we haven't stepped in yet. And you will be there with us as we move across that threshold to the new year. And I pray that you would make that promise, that reality, very real to us, that we would sense your presence in maybe a way that we have not before, that we would be hungry for your presence in a way that we have not been before. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Y'all, last week I got to the end of the second half of the broadcast and I realized all of that leading up, all of my words were just leading up to that last sentence. That's how I felt about the last sentence there too, that idea that we would be hungry for the presence of God. He is there. That is my prayer for us moving into the new year. We're in Proverbs 6, 6 through 8 today. This is an in-between week, right? This Christmas to New Year's week, we always feel like the year is really over. I mean, what could really follow Christmas? But this year especially, we're ready to move on. We're ready to move into a new season. And this week, we're talking about how to prepare for that season. What are we supposed to do with this baby of a year that will still be difficult for so many of us, still be uncertain in so many ways? Yes, we see perhaps an end and a, a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, but we still have to walk down that tunnel a lot further. So we have a verse from Proverbs again today, and it's telling us to look to a ridiculously small creature as a model. Monday, we prayed a very familiar verse. Today may not be quite as familiar. It is Proverbs 6, 6 through 8, and it says, Go to the ant, O sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief, officer, or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. That was Proverbs 6, 6 through 8. So let's pray through that verse. Father, I know that, okay, so just as a, as, okay, you know what? Stop, hold on, stop. Let me set the stage with two things I want to say. I started to pray them, but I think I actually just want to tell you. Proverbs are generalized truth. They are biblical truth, but they are generally speaking. So they are not promises, and they are not going to be true in every situation, every time. They are general truth. Second thing is, this was written uh, as part of a scripture where he was talking to someone who was not following God's ways. They were, uh, this particular time, it's addressed to a sluggard. So like laziness and refusal to engage with life kind of attitude. Now, 
That being said, that doesn't mean that the example isn't good for us to follow as well. So that's where it starts. That's the foundation of the verse. So now let's pray. Father, I don't consider myself a sluggard, but I know that you have spoken to me in the last few weeks about areas in my life that I'm not taking responsibility for. I ask that you would open our eyes to things that we may not really see about ourselves, areas that we are being lazy in, areas we are not taking responsibility for. And we are either trying to hand off that responsibility to someone else or we're just ignoring it. And Spirit, I ask for your pricking right now in each one of our hearts that as you speak to us, as we live in this moment, in this prayer time together, that you would really gently excavate in our hearts and show us those places in our lives where we are being sluggards, where we are not taking responsibility, where we're being lazy. And I ask that you would make known to us those areas, show us the path that we need to move in a different direction, help us come to repentance. I ask for your forgiveness right now in those areas in my life. That There are some gaping holes in my life where I'm just ignoring, ignoring the direction I am supposed to take. And so I offer that to you today and apologize and ask for your forgiveness. And I ask that for others as well, that you would speak to them about those areas. So you never knew that four words could or two words could generate a whole minutes of prayer, right? So you ask us to consider the ant. Consider her ways and be wise. Lead us in steps of wisdom in our life when you show us those areas that you want us to deal with. An ant doesn't have anyone telling them what to do. They don't need an outside force or an outside authority getting them to do the right thing. And I pray that that would be true in our lives as well, that we will pick up responsibility for the things that we need to be responsible for, that we would take action on the things that you want us to take action on, that we would take responsibility for our own spiritual growth and our own responsiveness to you and on putting you first in our lives. Pray that you would show us the very steps that we should take to follow you in the way that you want us to follow you. Ants are always preparing for the future. They're living in the moment. They're doing the things they need to do in the season they're, they're living in, but they're also always preparing for the future. They are squirreling away. For, an ant is squirreling. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that came out really weird. But an ant is always squirreling away food when it's available. They're gathering their food in the harvest in there. And they are also doing what they need to do in the summertime. No matter what season we are in. And we are in an in-between season right now, but we can talk about that in so many ways. We can talk about it as we're in the wintertime. There's things in our schedule that are true right now that are not going to be true in six months. There are things that are true because of lockdown and pandemic and health and all kinds of seasons that each of us are in. And we need to respond in those seasons with gratitude and effort, with the ideas in our mind, but also the actions in our lives. And I pray that we would be able to learn as we walk into this new year from the ant that we would do both of those things, that we would not only be preparing for the future, but we would be living in the present, that we would do a good job of preparing for the future, that we would be following you in a God-ordained plan for our future or preparations, whatever that looks like, whether it's financial or time or effort or skill building or feeding ourselves well or working out, whatever that is in your in our lives, I pray that we would do that in a God-directed way, that we would be running after obedience in those 
areas. Gosh, that's a great, that's a great picture. So let us not be (laughs) sluggard, lazy about that. I mean, that's the beginning of the verse, right? Let us not be lazy about obedience, but let us run after obedience where you prick our hearts. I think I'm going to end there because that's so important. Father, help us learn to run after obedience. And it's not always just the learning, it's the desire. Give us the desire to run after obedience the way you direct our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all so much for being here, for praying with me today. If you are watching this broadcast on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page, and if you're finding it helpful, we do this twice a week. I know that I'll be back next Monday and Wednesday. I may be back Friday with a special episode. I may add in an episode on Fridays where I am simply taking prayer requests. So we may have 15 or 20 minutes of that on Friday. If you are listening to the podcast, thank you for being here. I so appreciate you listening and subscribing to the show and sharing it with a friend helps more people join their voices with us in prayer. As always, Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road, helping Christian women grow a God-first life and business. My heart is that as we pray Scripture together, that we will grow in our prayer lives. You will grow and I will grow. We will see God work in mighty ways in our life. But most of all, I pray that you will fall deeper in love with a God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.